Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told, told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? What's up, Welcome gang? to the Grindcast. Simon Area's here. Get, here. Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And I have my very good friend and right-hand man hey, hey. in this business, the Matty D. What's up, everyone? We got Matty D in the house. So uh, real real quick uh, with, with Matty D, not only um, is he a beast in business, um, you know, this, this is one of the guys that when I had the opportunity, our company gave me the offer and opportunity Wow, I can't believe it's been seven years. Yeah. Seven years ago was the first time uh, to be the CEO of one of the insurance companies that Torchmark Corporation owns. Um, and they said, you know, if you had to pick a person, you know, I wanted to pick a person or two that I could bring with me, obviously, like any coach would in order to you know, go to a program. You don't go by yourself. You bring some of your staff. I, th I thought so highly uh, of his business skills at that point that one of the first people that came to my mind was Matty D, you know, and if there was, you know, three that I could take, there was others I could take, you know, I, I would want to do that. But in my, in my first thought process was going to, was, was him. That's how much I believe in, your skill set and I've watched your leadership level grow over the years. And so from there, you know, more important than that, he's, he's one of the best friends a person could ask for great father of two beautiful children getting married, uh, excited to go to Italy for Less your two weeks for your wedding. Yeah. We're going to be in Italy and, and, uh, on accident, I crashed your uh after party to to, to the uh, wedding they call your honeymoon uh it's now going to be an after party because me and nat are going to be there for a day or two in sick. greece uh on accident or so you think <laughs> and so i want to i want to turn this over to uh to to exposing you to other people right now that are listening and you know maybe i think the first place for us to start maddie d is your your start to this whole deal you know what you what you were doing prior to this yeah and and how that all happened and where you're at right now because i think a lot of times people get stuck in where they're at and and they're so afraid to make a jump whether it's in this business or in other businesses or opening up their own business or whatever they just get stuck in that and well i'm doing this so i couldn't possibly if i'm counseling kids how does counseling kids move right. over to you know uh, a business situation where you're dealing with insurance or financial products and uh you know i joke a lot and say well you had the perfect background for this because we're back to counseling Counts kids troubled you know, kids can't get troubled youth <laughs> yeah. and uh so talk to us about that transition yeah so i thank you simon thank you it's an honor to be here and you know hopefully could add a little bit of value whether it's one or one million people that 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 take something from this but uh, i was raised in pittsburgh my whole life blue collared kid and um you know went through hardships growing up where there was periods of times where my parents were unemployed and uh didn't know at the time but we were broke couldn't pay i remember you know my dad negotiating for tuition at school and i was in special programs and whatnot but i don't think just like a lot of my friends and a lot of people i talk to that grew up in pittsburgh that are in their 30s 40s they'll tell you like we were broke but we didn't even know it 
You know, we didn't. We were eating cereal, right. milk with bread in it. You know, as our dinners, like, and that we just thought that was a meal. We were happy kids growing up, uh, and and they were able to, you know, kind of come together in my teenage years. My dad got a job with PennDOT, uh, which is a which is a pretty prominent job, you know, in PA, and ended up becoming a foreman with them. And uh, our lifestyle started to get better to the point where they were able to put me through college, and I went to University of Pittsburgh, and was a political science degree and legal, legal studies minor, and. Political uh, science yeah. and legal studies. Political science and legal studies. I, I think the only class that I probably liked was uh, history and social studies. I liked law. Wasn't good at math. Wasn't good at science. You know, just kind of like law, but um, didn't know exactly what you'd want to do with it. I think a lot of people just go to college and it's almost like that we're, we're programmed like that. Um, 50, 60, 70% of my friends, what they went to college for, they're not in that field. So I just thought that's what you were supposed to do. I went to college and, and when I came out of school, you know, I, I want, I had these big dreams. You want to make a lot of money. You just want to make a lot of money. You want nice things. You look at people, you look, see on TV, you just want these nice things. So part of me, and I look back, I was so naive. I literally just thought, all right, I graduate. I was 22, 23 years old and I was naive, never really been on a real job interview before. I graduated, and, throw me a big pan. Yeah, yeah. I just thought like, okay, I, I graduated. Where's my money? Where's my six figure job offers? And it like didn't happen like that, you know, from 22 to maybe 25, 26 years old. And University of Pittsburgh is, you know, pretty good degree. Uh, <clears throat> there was nobody just willing to give you a six figure position, you know, at that position in, in Pittsburgh, at least that I knew of. It was thought about law school, but grades weren't good enough. My work ethic and discipline and study habits weren't good enough at the time to to even probably pursue it. So it was like a deep thought. I just wanted the money that the lawyers lawyers make. So I was doing construction for, for a while. And 24, 25, I'm like, I got to get in the work field. I got to get into it somewhere. Even though it stunk starting somewhere, I knew I like I had to do it. You know, And uh, I ended up taking a position as a counselor here in Pittsburgh uh, for adolescent youth. And you know they have a place in Pittsburgh where uh, kids get locked up and – uh, if they're bad, they send them while they're locked up. They send them to another place, and that's where I was teaching. Whenever they were bad, they came to this place. So, you know, I oversaw about uh, 25, 30 kids. A lot of them were from Philly. Some of them were from Pittsburgh, uh, and they were in there for anywhere from from rape, theft, um, you know, violent crime, um, you know, aggravated assault. You know, to, and they were anywhere from 13 to 18 years old. So. You know, part of me that I realized always liked teaching. I liked helping people. I liked dealing with people. And that was kind of my first avenue. I said, okay, maybe I could get some experience here, end up being a history teacher at a collegiate level or a college level, something like that. Uh, and that was my beginning base. So, you know, I got to, to meet with the kids, hang with the kids in a classroom setting. And you kind of rank the kids. A lot of them were in gangs. You know, a lot of them were gang related. You, you kind of rank them from the leader and whatnot. And while I was there, I noticed I was developing social skills to befriend troubled, you know, all kinds of different personalities. A lot of them were cool and I was completely different upbringing and background from a lot of them, but found a way to be able to relate with them, which later helped me out uh, in sales and got used to the teaching aspect, how to teach someone that's never learned something. How did you even, so what was the next step from there? Did you come straight from there into the American income, American yep. income and, yeah, and so, uh, areas agencies? Yeah, I was there for about a year and liked it, but you know, I, the, I didn't like the paychecks. You know, I was like, whenever I had this goal of what I wanted to make, I always thought that I would make it by 55. Like that's, I thought I would be a, uh, middle-aged, 
and I would finally work my way up for 25, 30 years yes. and make that income. Yeah, that's you know? what I was like. That's well, what I was thinking. Yeah, when I saw it in my head, that's what age I saw it at. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm Tommy Vino uh, started working here in July, I think, of 2008. Mm -hmm. And I started hanging out with him, started seeing him in the clubs in January, February 2008, six, seven months later. And you start noticing that he had this Chrysler 300 GT. Um, and he, I remember, I thought it was the coolest thing. He had a computer screen that was a 42 inch flat screen. And I'm thinking, we're 25 years old, broke, you know, we're struggling for day to day. I was, I was making 800 take home every two weeks. So, you know, you, you do the math on, on how there's not much left over. So he had toys and I'm thinking, Oh, these are nice. I'm like, what do you do? And I, we knew the same people and whatnot. So he slowly started slow playing me. We were going out. He was wine and dining me. I didn't even know it. And, um, you know, he invited me in an interview before I came in for an interview. I met you. I met, uh, and, and you were a 25 year old kid with a Range Rover. And in and, and Pittsburgh, with the, the people that I grew up with, you didn't have a Range Rover at 25 years old unless you were doing something highly illegal and you were in a legal business. And so that intrigued me big time to say the least. You know, I think at that age, you go through stages of your life, what what you're chasing and what's important to you. Right. And anybody that tells that you, point, yeah, young, it yeah. Catches your attention. I mean, anybody that tells you 21, 22, 23 years old, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that that motivates you. I didn't have kids. I didn't, you know, you go through goals and stages of what comes important to you. You move finish lines and whatnot. And you, as you grow older, but at that age, I mean, that, that was what, what I Goal. wanted. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was what I was so envious. That's what I like. What? You know, I, I know you, <laughs> I know people have talked about this car. You uh, had. Not a lot of people. You, you in Britain mainly kill it. A lot of people. I had it. it. She was team. nice in her prime, man. I got it when I was 16. That was 1998. It was a Chevy Lumina and it was gold, champagne gold. It had leather seats, a CD player and a sunroof. I was 16 years old. I mean, that, that's, that, that, that's, uh, that's a prize. That's like a Bentley, you know, however, fast forward, you know, 11 years or so, the, uh, one of the, one of the, um, the, the air condition was broke and you know, the power windows were shaky. There was a few rolls, few dents. And, um, one of the headlights was a tinted yellow. So Britain called it the gold tooth pirate. Whenever I pull, <laughs> we'd go pull up, we'd go to Southside and you know try to look like we had a lot of money and go out and stuff. So I'd have to park that thing a good ten blocks away. Fast forward, right? What's where you're at now? What happened? You know, and and uh, then we'll get into giving some advice on how to. Yeah, make yeah. that change. I started. Uh, I switched over to the company, passed my insurance test in March, and started in March two thousand and nine. And I had no sales experience and um, no management experience at the time. And uh, but I did have mentorship and with you and with Tommy, with a lot of other people in the company. To, you know that that I that I picked their brains by my second calendar year with the company. Uh, I made $250,000 and, and, you know, I was 27, 28 years old at the Quarter time. Mil. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a years ahead of schedule. Yeah. You, yeah. You talk about a life changing experience going from where you're at and the lifestyle you're used to and what you know to 36 months later, you know, not even 36 months, 29, 30 months, a whirlwind of change in your life. Um, and that, you know, that, that a lot of stuff comes with that, you know, a lot of, a lot of responsibility comes with that. A, a lot of, um, um, 
a lot of uh, decisions and, and smart decisions, what you do with it, how you affect people, how you influence, influence comes with it. So there's a lot of stuff that comes with it by 28, 29 years old that, that I went through. Uh, and from now to, you know, fast forward 10 years later, you get used to dealing with them 36 years old and, um, and, and still learning, still learning a ton. But the, the overall point is, I uh, was blessed with an opportunity where I was even able to be faced with the situation and be able to do it. And yeah. I think, you know, it's it's hard to talk about, you know, and, and uh, you know, we mentioned you were talking about that, you know, my early motivation was this, but I'll preface it in, in, in on two things. One is the money don't make the man, the man makes the money. And so it doesn't matter if you're not a good son and you're not a good friend and you're not a good brother and you're not a good person, you're not a good father and all of that stuff, which all of those things you are, you know, and anyone that comes in contact with you, uh, you know, can see your, your humility and, and your hard to not love. And, but also, you know, I'm not going to, the second thing is I'm not going to apologize or, you know, I don't want you to feel like what is going to motivate somebody out there listening yeah. is that you can be all those great things and still live in a house that you could probably sell for close to a million dollars, you know, right now in one of the better areas in the uh, North of Pittsburgh and that you have an Escalade and, and multiple nice vehicles and you're getting married in Italy and, and uh, you know, you'll make over, you know, close to a million dollars this year, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah. And these are things that as I'm saying it, I know it, it just makes you, yeah, I see you yeah. quivering, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's still it, very humbling to even hear. To hear, yeah. you know, but we, we can't apologize for that because there's somebody listening on the other right. end of this that will, that that will inspire and, and motivate. So let's be real about, you know, that's where uh-huh. you're really at, you know, his residuals right now or uh, before you wake up out of bed and this is today. And if we check back in in another two years, this number is probably going to double, uh, you know, but I would say, you know, this year you should be close to 200 grand right. in uh, residuals. Yep. That means before you wake out of bed every month, you're getting a check from work that's already been done. And from this business and, from the things that you've done and people that you've led and work that you've put in that just wake up next year. We're going to, no matter what's going on with the market, if you don't show up for, you know, for, if you go once a week to the office, don't matter. You're starting out the year almost at, you know, $200,000. So why don't we start, you know, walking into what are some of the things that you have found in, you know, and you're overseeing six, seven offices right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to, you know, you have a hand in, you know, almost everything that we do for this agency. You're, you're as good as it gets in this business and has put together a run, you know, over the last 10 years that's up there, you know, with some of the, the top people in, in the company. What have you found are some of the better traits, you know, that you look for in somebody now? You know, if you're, if you're yeah. picking and choosing who you're going to coach, who you're going to mentor, who are the people that you're looking for? How do you know, Hey, this is a girl, this is a guy that I'm going to put a little bit extra effort in. I'm going to develop and spend some time with this person because they have these traits. Um, yeah, you know, you, you know, I think that, uh, to preface it, I, that the, how trait before I even get into what the traits are, how important that they are, you know, my, my, my parents weren't able to, uh, set us up with, with a trust fund or a bunch of money, you know, anything like that. They were able to put me through school. Um, 
they weren't able to give me money to start a business, but I think that they did instill these traits in a, you know, that, that allowed me to grow. They taught me these traits. And, you know, I think part of it is you can't really tell unless you've known or grown up with someone, you really don't know their traits, especially in our business where you're doing an interview process and, you know, how long do you have from the initial interview to you're moving forward with someone or, you know, hiring. So a lot of, lot. yeah, a lot of what you're going to go off is gut. You know, a lot of what you're going to go off is gut, life experience, intuition, the way people look at you in the eye, you know. How, and, how about when, when people are already in the business? Though? And you start to see, yeah. yeah. When, whenever, you, you know, that's going to be your best bet except when you don't know someone is you start to see their uh, their day-to-day -day interactions and how do they handle things. So uh, I think the, the most common ones that you're going to look for are, um, you know, what are their social skills like? Likeability? Yeah, you know. I, you know, I read somewhere that um, they did a study on a bunch of millionaires and 85% of the millionaires, um, that it, they, they attributed their financial success to human engineering, their ability to get along with people, to motivate others, to inspire others, to uh, become friends with different groups amongst the owner organization, to ultimately kind of get them to where they want it to be. And only 15% of those millionaires uh, attributed to, I think, uh, technical engineering, they call it, where their actual knowledge on it. So I think that uh, no matter what, what what business you're in, and if, um, that likable and social skills and how you get along with others are going to be huge. Yeah. So watch how they interact. A lot of times I don't even know that, that I'm watching them. How do they, like, do they say things that are, shouldn't be said at certain times? What's their timing? What's their delivery? What's their body language? You know, people underestimate body, body language. language. And, huge. And, and that's 70% of communication, especially when you don't have a relationship with someone yet. You know, if somebody was like, um, walking into if you had a ceo that you didn't know they were ceo and at the end of a meeting or at end of a week after them spending some time in the office if they had a million dollar position to hand away and all they could really go off is what they saw would you be that person that they're going to give that money to based on what they saw out of your body language throughout the throughout the week uh because whether we like it or not the the the, the mental state shows in your body language Big time. like it's impossible if you even tried to do the exercise it's it's, it's impossible to to be very smile and happy and upbeat body language, but have negative thoughts. Like if you try it, and, and same thing, vice versa. If you slump over and have a miserable face and you're like this and arms crossed and you're trying to think really happy, motivating, it's impossible to do because whether your, your body language shows your mental state. Wow. So I'm gonna watch this stuff throughout a week. I'm gonna watch when other people are talking, you know, where's their eyes at? Are they zoned in? You could tell in one second if someone glazes over. You know, in, in a thing which is completely natural, but these are stuff that I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at their punctuality, dependability. Um, you know, part of it's hard to even judge till you see them handle a little bit of adversity. You know, just depending on what someone's goals are. Why don't we talk go. about that a little bit? Yeah. You know, I, I think part of anyone's journey in anything great is going to be adversity, right. obstacles. Yeah. yeah. You know, what what tips, if any, you know, would you would you give to people? that overcome obstacles and adversity because right. you know you're 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 super positive you right. know what i mean and, and and this is coming from somebody that i think most most think you know would say i'm i'm positive yeah. i mean you, you're super positive you're Thank one you. of the only people i could think of that 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 uh that made it this far in this business and never thought about quitting even once yeah. you know so I, i've joked about man i thought about you know everybody's thought about quit. have you ever thought and he's like nope never thought about quitting one time and uh why don't why don't we talk a little bit about you know how would you coach someone what do, what do you think are ways that people could get can get through obstacles adversity because right. 
I don't know. Do, do, there's not many. Do you think there's a way to have a lot of success without going through some type? No. Of and that's, you know, I'm, I'm laughing because I think the people, whoever the, the people, the forefathers that wrote the rules of success, uh, they wrote it in such a beautiful way that it tests you. It's impossible. So common sense should tell you whatever it is that you're chasing. If I want to get high and in, 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 perform at a high level and, and shoot up the ranks to a top one five percent whatever that is in that field you scared me for a minute I, i'm like i don't think you smoke maddie you said if i wanted to get high I'm yeah like, <laughs> what happened what happened in the last couple of days I'm yeah sorry. yeah if, if you wanted to get to that they write the rules so you have to go through these adversities to to see who can make it out to the other side they make the rules like that you know and, and or everybody or everybody would be in it so that is one thing is just expecting it and understanding the game i agree you know going into the game like with no entitlement expectations like here's point if i got to get to point d i got to expect if d's the the top i'm expecting to go through some shh some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we swear in this? Yeah, shit. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm going to expect, yeah, Giovanni's giving thumbs up. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right, we can't yeah. F and A. Yeah, well, I'm going to. Ex- here with Maurice. Yeah, yeah. You know how Mo goes, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm going to expect to go through some shit. So you're, you're fooling yourself uh, to think that you're not. And here's the thing about adversity. Adversity is going to tailor make it to you specifically and what will bother you the most. Uh. You understand what I'm saying? I like, I might have been some of us through the same adversity of you. It just didn't, that particular thing didn't bother me. So I didn't even think nothing of it. We're vice versa. You know, like stuff that maybe has bothered me coming up in business to you is just, you know, it, it, it's right. nothing. So we get hurt, hit with all these adversities, but the the ones that are going to affect you the most most are going to be tailor made to whatever bothers you the most. Whether that is relationship problems, some people, I got it, I own that side of things. Others it crushes them. You will go through it, but everybody goes through it. So the ones that stand out are the ones that are going to bother you: death in the family, missing parties, missing events, waking up early, studying, doing extra before you're paid for it. I don't know what it is, but you're going to get hit with it. So understand that as well. Uh, and you know, the, the rule of thumb that I'll try to, to to live by is, um, you know, that can I control it? Can I control it? You know, could I have controlled it? Am I in a position where I put myself throughout this adversity and I'll be conscious and hit the 90-day rewind button and say, okay, you could have controlled it. Yeah, you could have controlled this adversity, Matt. You put yourself in this position. Dual note it and take ownership for it. That's hard for people to do. That's called self-awareness. Yep. You know, I think a lot of of people being able to grow is you have to be self-aware to be able to look and, and reflect internally and and look at it from up here and say hey you know uh, i probably could have done this better you know things that you're talking about right now right and you know for a true hustler they don't like that feeling of adversity so i'd rather fix the stuff that that went that i did wrong through the 90 days so i don't got to worry about that adversity anymore and that uncomfortable feeling and hardship that i put myself put, put myself through so you know that that's one of them um, knowing when to pick and choose your battles, you know, what adversities are big, what, what of them are little, you know, I'll see people that will battle these minute things, small things, spend a day, two days Talk on them. Talk about that because this is, this is a, it's a big one. Right. You know, I think for people trying to grow in, in, in leadership or in a business that they could get so, you know, stubborn on things. It's like, we're arguing over a nickel. 
yeah. and and because of that, we're we're missing out on ten dollars. You yeah. know, or we're arguing over a hundred bucks, and we're missing out on ten thousand. Right, right, and you know we're. We're in the relationship of, of sales and we just talked about human engineering and how important likability is in your social skills. So to perform at a high level, if you're gonna be with a company for a long time, you know, if you're making a sales, depending on what sales that you're in, sales a lot of times is a short term, um, it's a short term friendship. You know, especially in our, you know, maybe an hour, two hours, or even a week or two weeks, depending on how long you wind or dine. But if you get into a point where you're long standing where you're leading people where, where you're on a team for years whatever it may be that is a long-term relationship skills so just like a marriage you got to understand you have to pick and choose which battles you want to go at test because if you try to pick every one and win each battle you're going to find yourself unlikable in losing the ultimate war of motivating and whatnot you almost like the boy who cried wolf so it's like okay you, common sense should tell me what battle is this big or is this small? Can I lose maybe two or three of these battles to win a bigger one that means more something more important to me down the road? And if that is not something that somebody is naturally good at and is standing out, they need a mentor that they can run those little battles out. Hey, is this worth me being this upset about? No? All right, I trust you again. I, I got to move on. You know, it, or is this? Yeah, what, go in on that. What things can you think of maybe at 25, 27? Yeah. That at 37, you're good at versus what you weren't good at. You know, yeah. what things were, you say, well, these things I wasn't really good at at 27, but at 37, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good at them. Right. I think that um, probably the one that just shoots into my head as you're talking is me being able to control others. Uh, when you get in a position where you're really trying to control the way others think or talk or respond to you or resp they're not going to think like you, you know, and that used to drive me crazy at 26 or 25. Like this is the right way of thinking. This is the right way of doing it. Why are you not thinking the exact same way and doing the exact same thing? And so it would almost like bother me to the point where I wanted to, and I was being confrontational a lot of times and I think that the, as the game slows down, you'll hear people start saying the game slows down, office days slow down and whatnot. Yeah. As long as you know you're doing the right thing, teaching people the right stuff, your heart's in a good place, you're giving people the right advice that, that isn't, uh, there is no hidden uh, agendas behind it and whatnot. You know, you can only lead a horse to water, you can't force them to drink. So I stop kind of- um, Forcing. Uh, yeah, forcing, obsessing. Let about control yeah, cause, yeah it will cause you a ton of the stress ones that won't cause you, you a ton of stress right the ones that do yes you got it you got it you, instead of trying to force and sometimes you want things more for people than they want it yeah. and that bothered me a lot yeah, more in my 20s yeah. uh than 30s you know i, I would say just uh I, you know i'm content with with the leadership that i that i'll give that it's from a good place and stuff i just what, can't force what, people what things what traits have you seen in some of our top players you know um be it new people in their first six months yeah. or leaders that you've seen here, you know, five, 10 right. years plus, what traits stick out to you that you, that all of the good ones have? Um, I'm laughing because a lot of the good ones are pain in the butts, including myself. So, I mean, don't, don't give up on, you know, some of these top notch tiers, these top notch talents that might be in your organization. Don't be surprised if they're pain in the ass a little bit, especially and, early on. Yeah. Especially You're early. Not that big of a right. Pain now. Right, right. Whether they're 25, like myself, you know, or, or 40, some of them that m just might not have ever had mentorship or leadership 
um, to to kind of coach them in the right direction. So they're wilding out in the beginning. And when stuff's new yeah, and your so new way of good, thinking. Well, this is a good chance for oh, us to geez. tell I was going to talk positive. Yeah. Great, yeah, they wild know, out. How responsible you were. So what, uh, you know, I think, was this your first year? <laughs> yeah. You know, he was in his first year. Couple months, first couple months. First couple months. Thank and you. I had, at this point, we were small enough and I was doing a quarterly recognition meeting um, versus now we're so big, we get together once a year, we can't do it quarterly. So we had quarterly recognition meetings and uh, we had it at a nice hall. Uh, ironically, it was it was at the place we just had the uh, Inspire Minds cocktail party fundraiser. You know, real nice place. Yeah, you not, get a not gleam. Cheap, very you get a expensive. gleam in your eye when you tell this story. He <laughs> loves telling this story. And uh, so we're there, we're announcing awards and, you know, here, please stand for your name to be recognized. And, and uh, Matt Diolis. Yeah. Yeah, like spotlight. I'm looking on and whispering that D, where's he at? Where's yeah. he? And find out Tommy, see where he's at. Yeah. And uh and and Putin Bay. And, and so he's at Putin mm -hmm. Putin Bay. He was in Putin Bay. That's Ohio place. And so no one knew where he was the whole day. Never Johnny showed thumbs up. up in that place. Never showed up. <laughs> and uh so the next day, or maybe it was the day after that, within the next twenty four to forty eight hours, I have him in my office. With uh, my brother-in-law, suntan okay. burnt. <laughs> now my brother-in-law. Brother at this point, he just missed the boat with you at Pitt yeah. Bay. Oh, and, my. and they're sitting, both of those two sitting in front of me, trying to explain to me see how they how was. they missed the boat. Yeah, you give me to see what what had what happened that, was what did happen. Yeah, what happened? Well, we uh, we went out Saturday. We planned on coming home Sunday, and we got we had to leave the hotel before like 10 a.m. You had to check out. At the ferry we were going to get on at like two or three so we said let's go to this outdoor bar pool or you know pool bar squeeze one last extra. no we were just going to hang out we had good intentions <laughs> and you know we weren't even in bathing suits and uh they didn't open till like 11 we got there at 10 30 but the bartender took a liking to us said like don't tell anyone man gave us a couple of drinks look at the blaming yeah then <laughs> you know around 11 30 we we're like well at least let's swim we bought some 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 bathing suit trunks you know fast forward i wish you get the fast forward 3 4 p.m i think the last ferry left the island at like five uh on sunday and um you know 4 p.m we were we were we were doing those chicken fights what is that thing where you, you hold people on oh, your shoulder wow. yeah <laughs> See, seeing who can hold their breath the longest i mean i wish i had a better i wish i could tell you i was i was counseling look. helping people you know, you know we were looked at the clock and we so the bottom line the is sometimes, yeah it's you know, gonna happen you gotta be patient with people look a lot of these wild horses like a like a marlin you ever go to tr catch one of those big trophy marlins that you're gonna put over your mantle man i mean the fight to, to reel them in is like wow. Yeah, it ain't like a normal little fish that you just pull up out of the water. You're back and forth trying to rear these people That's in. That's how it was for me trying to slow you down. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they, they rebel against structure. They rebel against laws and rules and... You know, a lot of them, that's how they live their life. So even though they might want it, their initial instinct is to fight it. And you might either be coaching someone right now that is in that thing, in that in that ball game, or uh, going through it, you know. So, so understand that it's normal, but understand that you have to show also good signs, uh, good intentions. And if you're going through that and you're the player right now, that is rebelling. Just be the pain no, in the no, ass. yes, oh, you. Well, just there has to be a plus, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, there has, the be, there has to be. There has to be results. There has to be uh, ownership. There has to be um, manly 
conversations and vision and promising and and that you know they better have a lot of potential if you're going to do that or else you just put yourself in a position where you could get fired from the organization so you know that, that other than being a pain in the ass is there any other yes yeah yeah they're competitive they're, they're always competitive and everybody you know i read it in a john maxwell book and this is maxwell maxwell get worried when people right 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 maxwell i and I've, he's met way more successful people than me and i remember him saying look i've never met a very successful business owner that wasn't competitive never he said i've yet to meet one and you know everybody's is different you know you might be competing with yourself or a better version of yourself you could be competing with 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 another person you could just be competing with a number not even a person whatever you could be competing with some shit somebody said to you 10 years ago yeah. i don't know but i do know that if you're not competitive you're just going to accept whatever you 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 are and that is not a trait of um, someone that I've seen highly successful, they're chasing, they're chasing stuff. They're always chasing stuff and competitive nature brings the best out of people. They're positive. They have, they have human social skills. Uh, they're not afraid to work. Positive. Yeah. Oh not yeah. Negative. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're positive. You could get to, I think that you could get to a certain, you know, I think you can make six figures with having a negative attitude, attitude that you, that you, that you hide a little bit and mask that you're negative by nature but you put on a little bit, but you you, you kind of uh, compensate with work ethic maybe, like if you're lacking at one. But to to really, you know, to get in that 1%, $439,000 of income or up, you can't, you know, there's there certain things that you're going to fall off that you're going to need the higher you climb. And positive, true positive uh, mind frame and your feelings about your organization, the people around you, your gratitude, your lack of entitlement. This is stuff that will eventually come to light um, the higher that you're trying to climb. You know, you might be able to make 150000 I feel like, with a little bit of a negative attitude and a great work ethic. I don't think you can make a million dollars with a negative attitude and a killer work ethic. Right. You know, all these stuff. Not consistently yep. and, and no. uh, not over time won't last. If so, maybe one in a million. Right. It has to align. Um, it has to align. You know, people that um, that they're coachable. They find mentorships and they're coachable. Human nature. It's human nature to be selfish in general. You know, that's just human. So, so you almost have to plan that around being selfish in your day to day. You won't literally have to put in your schedule things that will, that you could do for others that won't make you selfish. It's also human nature to not do stuff that they don't want, don't, they don't want to do. You, you see what I'm saying? So like, um, so it's almost like, you know, whenever you, you, you find a mentor in, and I'll just use me and you as an example, you know, it's just, um, half the things that it will take to, to get to where you want to be, you're not going to want to do. And I think special players, special people will do them anyway uh, because they want that result so bad that they don't care about the task. The ones that won't do them, uh, the result's secondary to the actual task of doing it and getting outside their comfort zone. So, well, it, 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 give me a little bit more. Um, yeah, so – so it's like uh, for people, I understood, but yeah. I could see how that would be hard to understand. Just anything, whether it's a dieting or waking up early or just stuff that you don't like doing. You know, say say a mentor or a coach tells you that somebody that has what you want tells you to do ten different things. Out of those ten, you're probably going to have four that you don't want to do. In special ones, we'll do those four, even though compared to the the, the four the the other ones that won't do it. Majority won't do it, and it's not that the special ones want to do it; they don't want to do it. It's actually a smaller margin, but the special ones that are willing to do those four things they don't want to do, it's because all they're seeing 
is 55, 60%. Their brain is focused on what they're going to get out of it and the ultimate result that that person has. The other ones, the majority that won't, they're seeing 55, 60% of the actual task and they can't get by that of not wanting to do it. That drives me crazy more than anything. But they still have the vision. The 40%, yeah. they're just, they're outweighed. And they wonder why they're yeah. not getting it. They're outweighed. So they wonder why, they, those are the wanners. Yeah. I wishers. Yeah. I wish I had, must be nice. Right. I want, yep. the want, wish, must be nice folks. Typically in those that have enough talent to do it, the problem is that is that they're you're, you're doing what you like to do, you're only doing the things that you want to do. You're not doing anything that that it, like, you're like. All right, I'm coachable. I'm coachable. I'm coachable. Till you tell me anything, but I'm, <laughs> a, I'm not going to listen yeah, to right. these two things. And then and then we wonder why, you know, what's cool about I don't know if you know what's cool about business in general. I think that you know if you start out and there's ten things that you have to do and there's four that you don't like to do. Over time, you can really end up hiring and delegating those the four. three out right. of those four right. or four out of those four. But yes. there's always going to be something that pops up that you got to do that you don't want to do. And I think really therein lies one of the true meaning, true success tips and secrets that one can get today and every day is that, man, if 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 you want to get if you want to take your life to the next level, there's going to be some things you don't want to do that you have to do anyways. And there's going to be some things that you don't feel like doing that you have to do anyways in order to get to where you want to go. And uh, if you don't, you're going to, you're, you're going to be looking around, wandering around and you're going to be quitting on people and quitting on things every time you don't like something only to figure out there's always going to be something that you don't like. And there's all to go to the next level. Right. And you said it best. You could, you eventually you could delegate the stuff you don't like, but you have to do them at first to put do yourself in a financial situation. To delegate. I remember I couldn't wait to delegate dog shit cleaning. I remember when I used to have to, in the rain, I, oh. I would go out in the rain. I used to have to, you know, yeah, we had yeah, we lived in wet. a condo, yeah. me and Nat, and we had a bull mastiff, rest mm. in peace, my girl, Nadia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, this was like a horse, you know what I mean? And so, man, who's going to do it today? You know, and eight out of 10 times Nat would do it, but I get two out of 10 times I get stuck oh. and I had to go do it. And uh, man, I, I I used to I used to tell her, man, please. At some point, we got to get somebody to do that. I don't care what I got to yeah. pay because I, I I can't do this all the time. And man, I'm telling you, if if that uh, dream didn't become a reality, right. we ended up uh, now we have and we've had for a long time a great guy. You know that that's part of you know what he he'll do other things in his business and dog sitting and all of that and part of what he'll do he don't mind doing that and. And uh, but that's part of it is yes. that I used to have to clean dog. So dog in shit. your business, yeah, yeah right. You might in your life, you got to clean up some dog, dog shit, shit for right. a while, right. and uh, then you can pay somebody to clean up that <laughs> shit. Clo close us down, Maddie, with uh, any advice that you would give to you know what you know. It's it's kind of corny, but I, I like it. You know, maybe if you if you were giving advice to Christian and Ava, yeah. you know, and saying, hey. You know, these are these are three things or these are a couple. I don't know why the number three always sticks out. But, you know, these are three things I would tell you to 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 do if you want to be great in life, if you want to be successful, if you want to be, you know, whatever. You know, what tips would you give your own children? Well, I um, you know, one one thing that I we, we started talking to and I think I'm going to talk on the grind is how easy it is to stand out nowadays. And um, just some of these traits that we just went over. So many people had them 60 years ago and our grandfathers and, and whatnot. And uh, today, 
you know, it seems like one of the biggest things I hear business owners say is hard finding the right people. So, you know, I'm going to, um, um, let them know that if, if we could develop and do my best to develop these traits, cause if you have them, like you're a diamond in the rough nowadays and it's so easy. I don't feel like there's nothing special about me. I just literally, these common sense traits that I'll try to pr pr prevail and, 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 uh, and show daily, they'll, they'll shoot you up the ranks fast. You know, as far as the kids, um, I think that the, just the, one of the biggest thing would be the golden rule in life. And that's how you treat others and what you do with others. And <clears throat> this has helped me in business decisions um, and uh, in personal life that you just do unto others what you want done unto you. So I wouldn't talk about others in a certain way that I, I wouldn't want the same in return. I'm not going to blow up on people that I wouldn't want them blowing up on me in the same return. So I'll try to live and teach them to live and show and do things that they would want, um, you know, in return. Uh, that that's one. Another one is going to be, I'm going to try to make sure that they have high self-esteem and a high self-worth that, you know, self-esteem, they believe in their ability to do something, you know, whatever it is, the challenge that they're taking, I'm going to try to make sure they're confident. Okay. Yeah. And then self-worth even more, especially with a daughter yeah. that, that, that they fit their ability, their thought process of themselves, what they think of themselves. And that's part of how I, I would like to raise them and anybody that comes into our business that are, that I'm around is to think and expect highly of yourself because some of these people have it inside them. They're just not even thinking that they do because their self-worth is low, you know? So, so if I could build up somebody's self-worth and self-esteem and, and you're only going to get as far as what your expectation of yourself is. And so if that's low, where are you going to go? You know, you almost don't even think you deserve it. So right. uh, whether, you know, that's who my daughter dates or marries eventually, I want her to have a very self-esteem, same with the people. And then, uh, you know, three, take ownership whenever you make mistakes. And, um, you know, I don't think that just like parenting or in business, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And, and not every decision that you make is going to be right. But as long as you're making these life decisions, these business decisions from a good heart, these parenting decisions from your gut with good intentions, good heart, you're usually going to be right a better majority of the times that you're wrong. If you have good intentions, you're making them from gut heart. There is no secret answer to parenting like something happens. Let me look up at a book and do this exactly right now. You don't you don't know. So you're just going off your gut, your heart, your instincts. And that's the same stuff with business, same shit with leadership. And majority of the time you're going to be right if your intentions are right and you're good hearted uh, in, in doing it. So you help a lot of people along the way. It's eventually going to come back around to you. So, you know, those, those are a couple, couple things. I mean, there's a thousand that you could probably spit on. But, I mean, that's just literally what pops in my head. I thought of one, one, one more, um, you know, from your parents to, you know, anything that sticks out to you. You know, is there uh, – Think of a couple, you know, people that you've learned from, be it in yeah. books or, yeah. or uh, mentors or family members. Right. Um, what what have you pulled from, you know, some people that you feel is a part of who you Inner who circle. you are? Yeah. You know, even even though not every trait of that person is in you, yeah. you've pulled the good out of that right. person and said, "Man, I learned a lot from this person." Or yeah, I learned a lot from that. Person. It's funny because it is. It's different traits from different people. Yeah. Uh, when it, you know, my, my dad, I see a lot of your mom and a yeah. lot of your dad in you. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> Both my, of them. my dad and is one's an angel and one one's <laughs> an angel with little devil. Yeah. Like two, yeah. two, two different on your shoulders. You know, they're, they're my first and foremost. My dad is very strong. Um, and you know, we, me and my brother put him through hell for a good 10 years. Both of our parents, like we were bad, we were wild in different ways. And, uh, they never, they, 
they never like would throw the towel in. You know, they would just and whenever you get through that with someone that's always in your corner, even when you go through hard stuff, I mean that like the loyalty that comes that that right. yeah. So so I recognize that in, in knowing when or what to just because someone people are going through through some rough stuff never to just throw the towel in because sometimes they'll come out of that and the loyalty and they're 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 animals you know and i think most parent kids put their parents through something like that so they show me that and that, that will help me with parenting my dad showed me how to handle a lot of pressure uh never seen him break down or worry or visibly i you know just whatever pressures that come his way through through fighting and whatnot he was always calm cool and collected kind of the leader of the of the group whatever situation he was in was always like all right this is what we're going to do boom 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 and never like break down or never heard him complain about it whether it was construction hard whatever and my mom was just a sweetheart she showed you know loving caring you know my mom i would never hear bad mouth people you know i think that comes in i, I grew up never watching her bad mouth i never watched her you know, mother ref swear, you know, like that way. So that she, that's the first person I had to what a lady was like, you know, and kind of, um, you know, Courtney, Courtney's the same way. She, she reminds me of my mom in that sense. Courtney don't bad mouth anybody. She don't, she don't swear. You'll never hear her say the F word. Like, I don't even meet when it's me and her. I don't hear her say the F word. She's a saint. You know, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah that too. Uh, so court, man, I mean, you know, when you go to heaven, I know you're automatic for dealing with this dude I mean, right. just give me a good truth. referral truth court to sport yeah. you know and then uh you know you you was a perfect time between the discipline and thinking big um you know two of the biggest things that that, that i've taken from you you know especially at 26 years old i didn't have that kind of discipline you had it at a mid-age early age you know a lot of people don't have that you're freak with discipline and that helped slow me down because I was just off, the, like off the charts, wild in that discipline. Even if it took a couple years, years, and we're still not. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was persistence, beats resistance. So that discipline helped me a lot. Scheduling stuff like that, stuff that I was never around, you know. And then the magic of thinking big, um, what to expect. So you know, it almost like whatever I was thinking, like it, it allowed me to start thinking like that could be done in a year. To, to two years which i would have never have thought that if i wasn't exposed to the right person you know and, you know that coachability thing that we talked about i almost feel bad for a lot of people don't even earn in a situation where they have a mentor coach that will will coach them like that and give them they don't even get the option to pick those four things they don't do so it's almost worse when you have the person and you don't, and, you don't do it yeah. you, you know what i mean because we underestimate the fact that most people don't even get to have someone like that uh in their life so you know then you, you got my brother um strong shirt off your back type of guy um very very loyal my brother's a very 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 loyal you know he, he doesn't like he's not good at faking anything uh you know that these people that that i think that um you know his work ethic was it was strong my brother will work 16 hour days you know i feel like i got a good work ethic my dad has a good work that you know my mom worked 40 years my brother's like a freak with the work ethic so you know a lot of these people you know britain from 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 the way he'll carry himself and you know the best i think it, whenever you get good at humans you don't just do it on your own you look at these people that are in your lives and these qualities that they have and you're like wow those are those are great qualities on the person, and then you adapt them and adapt. steal them. Yeah, you adapt right. them and say, right. and when you could put those together from a bunch of different people, ooh, yep. you become a overall. Your stock's going to rise very fast. Yep. Yeah. Well, Maddie, I just want to say thanks for joining us, and uh, you know it's cool for the you know when when the teacher becomes to you know has an opportunity to be the student. Oh wow, yeah. You I know, know and about you've that. Uh, you've been 
you know, somebody that I've been able to, you know, I remember, you know, walking through every phase of baggy dress shirts and, yep. and yep. you know, everything of begging you to please get off the South side and, you know, to where, yes. you know, one of my go-tos for advice on things, personal life, business life, you know, you've become part of that Love circle you, of, of, of wisdom, you know, to where I, I, I value your opinion because of, of how much you've grown and uh, and the things you've accomplished and the person that you are on the inside out. So, uh, Maddie, I love you. Appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoyed this. Uh, stay tuned for another episode of the Grindcast. Awesome. Get ready, it's a new day. Thank you, guys. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try, try, and told, try and told him I'm a beast, bud. Uh-huh.